glory to God in the highest peace and goodwill unto men on earth. God is able to make you stand and you are still part of his plan. That is a good word for you to understand that God is able to make you stand. He is able to give you light. Give you life and life and that more abundantly. Listen, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. According to the power that works in you. Yes, he, he is a worthy to be praised. He is an awesome God. A way maker and a keeper of, of promises and covenant. Yes, he is. And did you know that God knows the end from the beginning? Yes, he does. He he, he knows what... It's a, I, 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 be, sometimes you may get into the debates with people about different doctrines and different things. But if we don't believe that God is all-knowing, then what exactly what are we doing? That's right. I do believe that God... Let me tell you how all-knowing God is. Here's what God told Jeremiah in the book of Jeremiah chapter 1. He says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Whoa. <laughs> he said, before you was formed in the belly, I already knew you. Ordained you a prophet unto the nations. Ain't that something? That is just so powerful and awesome to me that God knows the end from the beginning. It is so awesome and powerful to me that God knows exactly how he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power to work in us. It, it, it is awesome for us to understand. That's why I say he got it in control. Yes, he says, before I formed you now, he's telling Jeremiah, before I formed you in the belly, I already knew you. And that, and that, and that really blows my mind on this abortion debate because I'm, I'm looking at this like, but listen, but God is responsible for the forming. He says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Wow. That's why I'm saying help us, Lord. That's right. That's why I'm saying help us, Lord. In this country, in this world that we live in because we don't know what we're doing. No, we don't. We don't. We're going about life um, as humans. And at the end of the day, we don't know what we're doing. You know what the dangerous, one of, one of the most dangerous things in the world is? Before I get into the Word of God. Uh, one of the most dangerous things in the world is ambition. Because some men's ambition overrides their thinking. Yes, right. Because so, some people have wicked ambitions. They have ambitions to take over the world. Different ambitions to have different types of power, money. And then when their ambitions cloud their judgment, sometimes ambition clouds your judgment. Sometimes ambition can cause you to start doing things that are wickedly. And you try to achieve those ambitions through wicked means. Sometimes your ambitions is wicked. Mm hmm. And sometimes the ambitions that you have and the goals that you're trying to reach are so wicked and so and so crucial and controversial. And then you have to realize that you're going to have to get a certain um, people to bow down to you. And they ain't going to do that because they got ambitions too. <laughs> Which could lead to war. It could lead to a lot of pain, a lot of frustration. 
See, sometimes, sometimes ambition can be the most deadliest thing in the world. And when you have men in power and with certain ambitions. Because sometimes, you know, it can be addictive. And I'm going to get into the word of God in a minute. You know, it can be addictive. Money can be addictive. Power can be addictive. Yes, it can. So now you got somebody with money and power, but it's come so addictive to them. And now they're willing to do anything to add. And it's not like these people don't even have money or power already. But they want to add to that. But they want to add to that in a wicked way. Lord have mercy. Mm. Let me read you something out of the word of God. Yes, because we got to get into what David said. Because I got to continue my study. I've been studying about a man, David, who was uh, um, he was anointed to be king by way of a review. He was the youngest out of eight sons. We believe he was the youngest out of eight sons. And um, we believe in that now that he, um, the prophet Samuel, had to go to Jesse's house and anoint him a king from Jesse's sons. And all the, the, the children passed before him, except the youngest, which was David. And, um, because David was not even invited to the sacrifice. That's right, David was not even invited to the sacrifice. And some of you are just like David, you're not invited to the sacrifice. Nope. They held the sacrifice in secret. They sit, they sent out invitations, and everyone got one but you. Mm-hmm. But the one they don't want, the, the, the one they don't want at the sacrifice is the one that's anointed. So David has been anointed king over all Israel. Not appointed yet, but king, uh, anointed. See, anointing doesn't mean appointing just yet. So David now he 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 has, and then by way of review, he has defeated Goliath. Cut off the head of Goliath, the giant Goliath, took it back to the city. The women got so excited, they began to sing about David, saying, David, well, Saul has killed his thousands. And they said, David has killed his ten thousands. When Saul heard that, he got upset, jealous, envious, afraid of David. All those emotions came out. Because when somebody else, else is anointing, and somebody when somebody is praising somebody else, your real feelings about them will come out. And what happened was... Now Saul, King Saul, now is trying to kill David because he figured, let me kill the man that's supposed to replace him. Let me kill the man that's supposed to replace me and, and let me kill the man that's supposed to um, be king in my stead. By Kabusuk. And so that's what's going on. That's where we're at right now. And we look and how see how David now he's being pursued by Saul. He's being Saul is basically what they call put a hit out on his life. I want you to know that if you are really anointed of God, then you are on a hit list of hell. Yes, you are. That's what you are. You are on the hit list of hell because the enemy wants to take you out. Because he wants to stop you before you get started. 
because he's afraid that once you get started, you're going to be unstoppable. But he figured out, let me try to stop them now. Before they figure out who they really are. Let me stop them now. Before they, before they realize how much favor, how much mercy, how much grace God has put in their life. And that's where David is at in his life. He's running from Saul. He's he's running for his life. He um he's alone. That's right. He can't be associated with friends and family because they'll be caught in the crossfire. And so David now, and I'm, I'm gonna start reading around First uh, Samuel chapter twenty-one. I'm start reading around verse ten. And David has made his way from running from Saul. Watch, watch, and I'm gonna read some verses. And we're going to talk about it for a little bit. Is that all right? Yeah, it better be all right. Let me read you something real quick. It says, And David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul, and went to Achish, the king of Gath. And the servants of Achish said unto him, Is not this David? This, the, the, listen, and they, and this not this David? Is, is not this the king of the land? Even they know. See, even the enemy, enemy know who you are. <laughs> so David had fled now to this other king, the king of Bakish, looking for refuge, probably. Because he has nowhere to go. He can't go amongst his own people there telling him. He can go amongst his own family, the house being watch. And so he's running for his life and he decided, well, let me go to another country. Let me go to the king of Kish. Let me tell you what happened. And the servants of Kish said unto him, Is not this, this, this David, the king of the land? And they not sing one to another hymn and dances, saying Saul have slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Listen, even the people, even, even other kings that heard about the song, even other kings that heard about the song, that when the women said that Saul kills his thousands, but David his ten thousands, even the other kings heard of the song. Maybe that song back in those days was another one hit. It's interesting because there was no YouTube, there was no Spotify, there was no Pandora, there was no iHeartRadio, there was no Facebook, there was no Twitter, there was no nothing back in the days. But some kind of way, they had heard about the song that said Saul killed his thousands, but David his ten thousands. Lord have mercy. They said it's not to say that the, the king of the land, watch this. And they not sing one to another that dances and dances, saying Saul saying thousands, David's ten thousand. Watch this. And David laid up these words in his heart and was so afraid of Kish, the king of Gath. Because when you're on the run, and you already got one king jealous of the anointing. You already got one king envious of the anointing. You already got one king trying to kill you. And so now he goes in the midst of the king of Kish and King, and all of a sudden he found out the king heard about the song that got him in trouble in the first place, and now he don't really know what to think. He like, man, oh man, Lord have mercy. What am I gonna do? I'm alone. I'm running for my life. I'm alone. I have no friends. I have no family. Cause I can't. Well, he can't have no family because their house being watched. Can't have no friends. Friends associated with a nigga. They get caught in the crossfire. He can't go on the mountains of people of Israel. No, Saul's king of all Israel. When night goes to the Kish. And couldn't have found out that this song that the women were singing that got him in trouble in the first place, all of a sudden now has made his all his way all the way down to another part. Wow. Watch out when you want to be so popular that everybody knows you. 
I, I, I work with guys, and I see people in ministry many times, and they, they desire it so hard to be famous. Watch that. Watch yourself. You don't know what you're asking for. They're called bullshit. Can I read you something else? David laid his words up in his heart and was so afraid of catch the king of God, and he changed his behavior before them. Watch this. And he fiend himself, made him their hands, and scraped on those doors of the gate, and let his spittle fall down upon his beard. <laughs> and he said to Akish unto his servants, Lo, you see the man is mad. Wherefore then have you brought him to me? Have I need of a madman? That you have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? Look at Lord have mercy. See what David did is he made himself to seem like he was crazy because he 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 thought in his mind that hey if Saul trying to kill me, surely the king of Akish is gonna kill me also. If Saul trying to kill me because of the anointing, because of the song, because he's envious, because of this, he, he sees me as a threat. Maybe the king of Akish would say the same thing. So now David is he made himself to feel like he was a madman. <laughs> made it seem like he was crazy. There are a lot of people right now who are praying crazy just to get out of your church, get out of your life, get out of that marriage, get out of that job. Get out. There's a lot of people right now playing crazy because they're in a situation right now that they don't want to be in or they're afraid. <laughs> my, my God. I heard a preacher once talked about this and they were kind of, and I kind of listen to people and I, <laughs> I laugh at people else in See, David basically saying what David was doing. He he was, he he didn't have any faith. He was afraid. You know, he was afraid. He had any faith. He, blah blah blah. You know. And the way they uh, word things, the way they speak of these uh, men and women of God, it's fascinating to me because I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, what would you have done if you were on the run from Saul already, and he just tried to kill you twice? You got a hit out on your life. You can't go back home. You can't go nowhere in Israel. And so now you wandering around. You know where to go. And now you come to this king, and this king don't heard of the song, and, and they got you in trouble. And, and men are jealous and rage, and you telling me that you gonna just sit up there and act like you somebody? Are you gonna have enough wisdom? Like, wait a minute, I ain't, I ain't ready for all this. I already don't know how to, what the head of King of Kish is yet. So it fascinates me and amazes me how people who are, shall I say, don't have other men's anointings or don't have other men's assignments, yet we begin to think that the little assignment that we do have or what we do have is somehow greater <laughs> than a man who's getting ready to lead a nation. You're leading the church. This man is about to lead a nation. <laughs> so you have to be careful what you... You have to be careful who you try to talk down about or really, t you know, because... Everything is not black and white in this Bible. And everything is not black and white in life. 
This man is doing whatever he has to do to survive. And he has a point now where he don't know who to trust. The only person he can trust is in the Lord. But he, but he don't know who to trust as far as some humans, <laughs> as far as some guys that got flesh, as far as these guys who got jealousy in their heart. He don't know what's going on. He don't know who to trust right now. And he thought he could trust Akish. But when he David went to King Akish, he didn't realize that they knew about the song. He didn't realize that they knew that he was anointed to be king of the land. Because they just said it, right? He didn't know they realized that he was, that he, that, that Saul, that had sung about Saul only killing his thousand, him killing his ten thousand. He's like, Lord, have mercy. But see, a person who was unwise would have walked in as soon as they, as soon as they would have said, well, this is the man that, 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 that's, that, that they were singing about and saying Saul killed a thousand, ten thousand. And he would have bucked his chest out and said, yeah, that's me. I'm the man. Oh, is that right? And you in somebody else's land, somebody else's king, and somebody else's army, and something. You get it, right? <laughs> you gotta be careful. You're in somebody else's hood. I like you, the man. Now, wait a minute. Hold on for a minute. Chill. Be humble. Mind for your surroundings. You know what's going on over there. My God. Man. But people are amazing because. <clears throat> and I just look at people and it just fascinate me. I put it that way. People with titles. Yes, Lord. Good titles, good titles. I'm like, man, is this wow, this this the word? This what you got? Wow. Wow. But David he 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 he's before this man. And now of course, now, Akish has sent him away from his house. And so when David leaves King Akish, the Bible says, And David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave of Adullam. I told you he ain't got nowhere to go. He, does, he didn't escape to the Four Seasons. He didn't escape to the, you know, the Marriott, the Sheridan. No, uh-uh. No, I want to He didn't escape to the palace. He couldn't escape to a friend's house. Nope. Nope. David therefore departed thence, and he departed and escaped into a cave of Adullam. If there was, the Bible says he escaped. If there was no, if there was not a threat at King Achishas, then why would the Bible say he escaped? <laughs> Wow. Wow. It, it says he escaped to the cave of Doom. That's where he escaped at. All this because he's anointed now. All this is going down now because he's anointed. Ooh. The anointing of God. Now watch this. And when his brethren and his father's house heard of it, they went down to to him. Now they heard that he escaped. David was living out at the cave, y'all. And everyone that was, now watch this. I want to show you something that I might close with this. Because I'm going to show you something real awesome, what the anointing does. See, when you're anointed, it doesn't matter what situation you're in. It doesn't matter what building, what church, it doesn't matter where you're at. When you're really anointed, people will tend to join themselves to you because of that anointing. 
And when people come to you, when people are drawn to you because of the anointing, they're not going to be people who have everything together. No, it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Why would people who have everything together join themselves to you? They ain't got no yokes to be destroyed. These, when you are anointed of God, the Bible says this, is the anointing. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Now, so now we see now why the yoke is destroyed. It was because of the anointing. Now, look at this now. So if there's no yokes, if there's no burdens to bear, if there's no anything, you know, then why? For the life of me, why? Would somebody join themselves to you? If you're really anointed, it won't be everybody who has everything together. Let me prove it to you. Ross says, when David was at the cave of Dulum, he's in the cave now. He's not in the church. He's not in the penthouse. He's not in the pulpit. He's, not, he, he's in the cave. Now watch this. And, every, and everyone that was in distress. Wow. Everyone that's in distress. Mm-hmm. Going through distress me in, in circumstance in mind, stressed out in circumstance and in mind. Anyone that was in debt, people who got, got financial problems, they in debt. Lord have mercy. Anyone that was discontented, they've been discontented, people who weren't happy nowhere. They were discontented. Then listen, folks that were distressed, in debt, folks, and discontented folks gathered themselves into him. He became a captain over them, and there were with him about 400 men. 400 men full of debt, distress, and discontentment. All those yokes joined themselves into one man that was anointed in a cave. Joined themselves into one man that was in the cave. Because it's the anointing. That will destroy the yoke. And I will challenge anybody in the word. Keep reading your Bible. You'll find out these men became mighty men of valor. They became mighty men of valor. Because of the anointing. Because of the anointing that David had over his life. And he had a great anointing in his life and over his life. And they joined themselves to him. My God. My God. See, the enemy has been fighting you because you had decided. One of the reasons the enemy has been fighting you so tough because you anointed. And you have decided to make Jesus your choice. And you have made some decisions in your mind that you're going to do better. That you're going to lose yourself in certain situations. But you've been on the run. That's right. You've been on the run from job to job, from church to church, relationship to relationship, man to man, woman to woman. Marriage to marriage, you've been on the run. But that don't mean you're not anointed. You've been acting crazy in the midst of a king of Kish. You've been letting spittle run down your beard. <laughs> you've been acting a fool. <laughs> you've been trying to get out of certain situations because you were afraid. But you're anointed. I mean, family members have been jealous. Folks have not been buying you to the sacrifice. They ain't invited you to the picnic. The party, the vacation, the, the fricknick, whatever is going on there. Whatever it is, you weren't invited to it. But you are anointed. You weren't invited to sacrifice. You it just wouldn't go down for you. But you are anointed. And the power of God rests, rule, and abide in your life. You can't look at your circumstances. 
You can't look at your zip code and where you stay at to prove whether or not you're anointed. Listen, I don't know. I don't know all these jokers coming across the TV screen and telling you. They've been telling you if you don't stay in a certain zip code, you're not anointed. If you don't do a certain, you don't have a certain amount of money, you don't have any faith, and all that foolishness. And all that is a, a lie from the pit of hell. But a real anointing, a real anointing doesn't have a zip code on it. Real anointing doesn't have a price tag on it. Real anointing doesn't have, uh, you know, uh, a three-piece suit on it. But when you're anointed, it don't matter if you're in front of King of Kish, letting spittle run down your face. When you're anointed, it don't matter if you are on the run from Saul. It, when you're anointed, it don't matter if you just chop off the head of the giant or you tend into the sheep. Your life will be a life when you are straight up anointed. And that's what David's life is right now. That's full of him running. Finding his way through life, being chased by Saul, hits out on his life. Family members are jealous. Saul is jealous. Friends don't understand it. People are against him. He don't know who is for him. Run into caves. Spit a run down his face. Men that who are in debt, discontented, and, and messed up in mind and in circumstances, have joined themselves to David. And he became a captain over them the same way Jesus Christ became a captain of our salvation. And we all that are messed up in life have joined ourselves to him. And he became a captain of our salvation. And the yokes that are over our life shall be destroyed because of the anointed, the anointed one that is the Messiah, Jesus the Christ. The Nazareth, Lord have mercy. Don't have me preach this thing. I'm trying to behave. Woo, I'm trying to behave inside this bad boy. They don't let me though. The anointing of God won't let me behave sometimes. Listen, I, I, listen, my God in here. You have been lied to. Let me tell you who's really anointed. The one that was not invited to the sacrifice. The one you want to invite is the one that will change your life. See, you thought somebody was anointed because they, they came across the screen, TV screen. You thought somebody was anointed because they, they're the ones who everybody, no. If you're looking for some real anointing, sometimes you got to look in that cave. You got to look in some spots where you where you don't think they'll be at. And their entourage won't even look that good. Their entourage sometimes, if they're being folks of that in debt, discontented, and all messed up. That's the entourage. The entourage won't be a whole bunch of folks that can help you out. There'll be some folks that you got to help them out. Because you don't want that's anointing. No wonder God won't let me join myself to certain people. Because the way I think it just won't work. But it's needful. It's needful. All things are needful. Listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it. Get get into First Samuel chapter twenty-two and read the rest of that, and I'm gonna continue on with that. And, and next time, listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it, and if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed.